March 25th, 1821, the nation of Greece declares its independence. Its first prime minister is a big plate of gyros. Welcome to The Revisionists. I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. And our guest tonight is one of Denver's darlings uh, and one of the co-hosts of Broadcast Geeks. Uh, not Broadcast Geese, Broadcast Geeks. <laughs> broadcast so Geese is the all goose version of Broadcast Geeks. That's all of our, where we talk about ganders and fouling. Mm. How much yeah. you fucking hate Sully. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, of course. <laughs> you have the Sully of the week, the worst of geese news. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about, of what? course, your, your quarterly bread review. <laughs> quarterly bread review, flying V tips. Uh, most convenient places to poop. Uh, it's yeah. all everywhere. Just wherever you are. <laughs> yeah, just just let it fly, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let the bodies hit the floor. Um, it's Jones, everyone. Hey, what's up, everybody? What, a, what, great, what a great intro for you to go immediately from goose shit. To goose like, shit. Me. Hey, uh, guys, thanks for having me on. Thank you for being here, Mitch. Now, if you guys have not listened to this podcast before... Uh, then let me tell you the premise. The premise <laughs> is as follows. Uh, we have each not week, Zach with a robot. I uh, replace you with Kirk Fogg from Legends of the T- Hidden Temple. <laughs> yeah, uh, I got to get my hosting abilities down a little better. I'm l- aiming for Survivor. Um, anyways, probst, watch a throne, motherfucker. Um, anyways, yeah. each week we um. Cover uh, one person or event from history. One person tells the real story of that person or event. And another person comes in with a crazy alternate bananas batshit version of that person or event's life and times. And at the end, we vote on which becomes the real history. And last time our subject was Leon Trotsky and the alternate history won. The alternate history is largely the same as the real history, except instead of dying, Trotsky mm-hmm. went to the North Pole and caused uh, a communist overthrow of Santa, who is exploiting the elves' work, and turned uh, the North Pole and Santa's factory into the socialist paradise that Russia never was. <laughs> That's why he wears all that red. Exactly so. <laughs> he's the, I assume he's the new Santa in some capacity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well... This week, we are discussing uh, Joseph Stalin, which this promises to be... Our uh, funnest topic yet. Yeah, yeah, right. A real <laughs> knee slapper, that's Tom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'll be doing the actual history. Mitch, you'll be doing the alternate. So if we're all ready... I mean, to be fair, I have read that Stalin used to have like had a sense of humor, but it mostly involved him threatening to kill people, but not meaning it. Yeah, I mean, that's... That's the sort of thing where he says he has a sense of humor, but he really doesn't. Yeah, yeah. He invented Photoshop before, like before it was even. <laughs> yeah. It's true. He was a Photoshop pioneer. <laughs> you can Photoshop anyone out of a picture if you whip that person yeah. hard enough. <laughs> yeah. According, according to Stalin, yeah, you can Photoshop anyone out of the picture as long as you just take a machete and cut that part of the picture out. Yeah. Can you just remove my wrinkles and also the former Minister of Foreign Affairs, <laughs> who is now dead? Uh, my eyes are kind of the kind of bags. Also, there's ten million too many Russians here, so. <laughs> Anywho, that's that's a preview of the very hard time I had writing jokes for the actual history. <laughs> um, 
But uh, Joseph Stalin was born Josef Yogashvili in Georgia, uh, 1878. Uh, America, Georgia? No, uh, <laughs> uh, Russia, Georgia. Oh. Which they would take great offense to me saying that. <laughs> uh, but come at me, Georgia. <laughs> would be great if it were America. You could make it American, Georgia, if you want to give him a nice Georgian accent. <laughs> yeah, great. Hi, yeah, he's a simple peanut farmer. <laughs> yeah. Who it's rose good. to the highest office in the land. What a mighty hot day here in <laughs> Siberia. <laughs> Man. Uh, My mama always said, if you don't have nothing nice to say, kill most of the population. Yeah. It's most of the population has nothing. I can't even do the accent. Fuck it. Um, he was born with two conjoined toes. He eventually grew a smallpox scar uh, on his face. Did he uh, have smallpox? Yeah, because he, he got smallpox. No, he just <laughs> incidentally. <laughs> yeah. And he injured his left arm in a horse-drawn carriage incident, uh, which so it was always shorter and stiffer than his right arm. Um, he joined the R- Russian Social Democratic Labor Party uh, after being expelled from seminary mm. uh, oh. because he missed his final exams. Uh, oh, he was yeah. out panty rating earlier in the... Yeah, for warmth. Yeah, the, warmth. You put on like six pairs of <laughs> panties. You can keep warm anywhere in Russia. Real sort of Dennis the Menace type childhood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he did... And a real kind of Red Menace adulthood. <laughs> um, he did... This is a direct quote from one of the articles I was reading about him. Uh, he, quote, made a living off of donations and criminality. Um, so... I re- he was a founding member of the Bolsheviks, uh, the party, not the band. Played tambourine for him. Yeah, yeah. Mandolin. Uh, he was he was their five string banjoist. A lot of blistering banjo solos. Yeah, of course. From Stalin. <laughs> he wrote propaganda, uh, organized strikes, and raised money. Uh, raised money largely through bank robberies, kidnappings, uh, extortions, and assassinations. But what Lenin liked most about him was his charm. That's that's true. And also his street smarts. So some point around this time, he uh, begins using the alias Stalin, uh, which means roughly man of steel. Yeah. Which is the second worst man of steel, uh, probably, after the Zack Snyder one. And if uh, you rearrange his birth name, not a lot of people know this. It spells, I am Joseph Stalin. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his birth name was fucking Tom Marvolo Riddle. Uh-huh. Elvis. I think in Russia it's Tom Elvis Riddle. <laughs> that could be somewhere else. But somewhere it is Elvis. <laughs> oh, God damn it. In 1917, as part of the uh, October Revolution... Uh, he forcibly removes the editors of Pravda, the newspaper. This becomes something of a trend for him. Um, later, he's dispatched to the city of Sarsin, later renamed Stalingrad. Uh, there, he exerted control over the military, uh, ordered the killings of counter-revolutionaries and czarist elements, uh, which were so-called revisionists. Get me out of here. Exit stage left. It's weird that you got a boner near the end of that one. Yeah, well, I mean, hey. Um... 
He also burned villages. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Great segue. <laughs> uh, he burned villages to induce submissiveness in the peasants. Um, he sort of turned against his native country of Georgia uh, by fighting against their quest for autonomy. Like he fought for more control from Moscow. And uh, after Lenin's first couple of strokes, uh, <laughs> their relationship was kind of souring anyway, independent of the strokes. Um, and Lenin put out a letter called Lenin's Testament, which, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, which instructed people to remove Stalin as general secretary of the Communist Party. Mm. And Stalin suppressed the release of this letter and became general secretary of the party. Uh, and the unquestioned, basically the unquestioned leader of Russia. And in particular, I would say around this por- section of Stalin's life, if you listen to our last episode, there's a lot of crossover in yes. between Trotsky and Stalin and what was going on at this time. Yeah. And I mean, this is all very, there's not a lot of depth in a lot of this story just because there's so fucking, it's Joseph Stalin. There's a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but <clears throat> so... He becomes unquestioned leader of Russia. So the first thing we'll really look at is the process of forced collectivization of farmland, um, which especially targeted a group called the Kulaks, which uh, were, in Stalin's terms, too rich to be real peasants. Um, Uh Uh-oh. You know what I'm going to say? My famous uh, best pun of all time. They were the one (laughs) (laughs) Percent. <laughs> <laughs> Brought it back. Yeah. Call back. Call back to like a year and a half yeah, ago. Look at the glass shattering on the board as you, you dunk that one. <laughs> He's been planning this for a year and a half. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Go back to the Rasputin episode to hear the origins of that, that old That joke. was it? I think so, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> Super mega callback. Yeah. Episode, what, six? Anyway. Um, forced collectivization led to what's called Stalin's first famine, uh, or not like baby's first famine, but yeah. like Stalin, mm-hmm. uh, the famine of 1932 to 1933. You, know, you got to give it to him because not a lot of people, when you say, oh, that famine they caused, you not a lot of people qu- get follow up one. with which one? Which one? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Maybe the first one. Uh, well, he was a second. big believer in second chances. Yeah, his second famine really had a sophomore slump, in my yeah. opinion. <laughs> yeah, he was the Pinkerton of famines. <laughs> oh, my God. In that, fewer people died. Uh, estimates for the deaths from the first famine range from 5.5 to 9 million people. Um, which, this is the challenge of Stalin, because it's also like hard to make jokes and be like, anyway, no one knows how many millions of people died. Any whoozle. Yeah, well, I mean, this is a man who is in competition with Hitler, with the most murdering person to have ever lived. Yeah. Uh, depending on how you ascribe deaths from World War II, you could ascribe right. those to Hitler. Yeah, definitely. Um, but... Uh, Fear of famine backlash and a backlash to mass migration. Sorry, back and it's like baby bump backlash uh, led to what was called the Great Purge or Stalin's mm. Great Purge. He was a he was a fan of putting his name in front of things, which we'll see. Mm. Uh, Sounds 
eerily poignant for yeah. this term. <laughs> oh, you'll for see. this day and age. Also, he has a strong Russian connection. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got all my. I'm out of cartoon noises. Toot, toot. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I just go into the Simpsons now. <laughs> There's going to be a redux of this it's episode. It's a living. <laughs> we need a redux of this episode. That's just all the noises. <laughs> bonus track. Yeah, wait till Stalin meets <laughs> Hitler <laughs> and he's all, well, hi ho neighborino. Let's oh make God. a treaty yes. about Poland. I mean, Flanders looks a little bit like st- like a skinny Stalin. Oh, you can never unsee that one. Stupid, sexy Stalin. Over here. <laughs> nothing at all. Actually, look Feels at, like the peasants are wearing nothing look, at all. Look at a picture of young Stalin because kind of stupid, sexy Stalin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Young Stalin. Young Stalin looks like an asshole in a coffee shop. Like any self-identified. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's uh, we were just shown a picture of young Stalin. Yeah, mm, young, young Stalin. More like, like Yum Stalin. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, there's this guy, uh, Lewis something, who was one of the conspirators to kill Abraham Lincoln, and there's a picture of him in his cell, and he is just fucking smoldering, and it's like. <laughs> Mm, this is like the hottest guy I've ever seen, but also virulent racist who helped kill Lincoln. Yeah, so I mean that knocks pros him and down. cons. Yeah, pros and cons. Um, but the Great Purge through the use of the NKVD, which was like the secret police, um, and show trials and false accusations and torture and murders of the families of the accused. Basically, Stalin eliminated everyone who was posed a threat to him in the political system, but most of the people who died as a result of the purge were normal people who just ended up being accused. Around 700,000 were executed. Mm. Um, But Stalin also cultivated the cult of personality around him. Yeah. Um, Like, there are many artists who painted his portrait, uh, if they didn't do it to his liking, were killed. (laughs) Um, so is that what that song Cult of Personality is about? I what song is that? I've, oh, you never heard Cult of Personality by whom? Uh, in Living Color. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, it could be about a lot of things, I suppose. The North Korean leaders of a cult of personality, Hitler had a kind of cult of personality, Gaddafi had one, yeah, most cult leaders, yeah, yeah, CM Punk, <laughs> yes, yes, it was. <laughs> CM Punk. <laughs> That's his course. Is it? Is it? It was about Brutus the Barber Beefcake. <laughs> you never see him anymore. No, he took. A, I'm uh, sure he's dead. No, he's a very much alive. Oh, really? On the home planet of, uh, he took all of his followers <laughs> in a spaceship away. Oh Jesus! Um, so. Also, numerous statues depict Stalin's about like six feet tall. He was actually five four. Um, a little shorty boy. Yeah, Harry Truman called him a squirt, and Harry Truman was like five nine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but he also had really fancy titles attached to his name, uh, like uh, Corpheus of Science, uh, Father of Nations, a uh, Brilliant Genius of Humanity, and the Gardener of Human Happiness. Which mm. is my one of my. Uh, he also gave out something called the Stalin Peace Prize. Ooh, yeah. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, not edible. <laughs> um, Did they ever? Very... Is that 
can I ask, is the Stalin Peace Prize still going, or did it get discontinued for some reason? <laughs> Surprisingly out of service. <laughs> also very ironically named. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we decided to go with Nobel, the guy who invented dynamite, instead. <laughs> that seemed less ironic. <laughs> Weirdly, the Stalin Prize for Chemistry is still going. Hmm. Um, Don't forget about the Stalin Academy Awards. Yeah, of course. And the Stalin Globes. <laughs> <laughs> and the kids' that- Stalin Award, Stalin's Choice Awards. <laughs> so you get slimed! <laughs> to be fair, um, the Stalin Golden Globes are mostly for when the teleprompter goes out and somebody just has to vamp for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Oh, it was such a subtle pun. I didn't even get it for a minute. Um, he also pioneered the concept of branding certain entities enemies of the people. Uh, yeah. Uh, Suppressive persons. Yeah. Which is basically the cult of personality meant that like everybody loves. It's like everybody loves Raymond, but everybody has to love Stalin. Yeah. Um, On threat of death. Everybody loves Stalin. <laughs> Um, Especially his brother, Robert Stalin. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, you know, he's like, hey, Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bobby Stalin. <laughs> he's like, it's the fucking Billy Beer. Of yeah. <laughs> Everyone needs Bobby a fucking... Stalin. <laughs> I just, for some reason, my immediate thought was Bobby calling up, like, seeing Hitler rise to power and being like, hey, you know that new suppressive form of government you're looking for? Well, listen to this. Phones are banned. <laughs> Click. Yeah. Uh, Chuck Berry, uh, wherever you are, rest uh, in peace. R.I.P. Um, Father of rock and roll. Yeah. Um, so he also engaged in mass deportations of ethnic minorities and political opposition. Sure. Um, between 7 and 18 million people were deported uh, to other distant parts of Russia from where they lived. Uh, some, like... Whole nationalities were deported, like the Crimean Tatars, uh, who, even though, you know, Khrushchev, after he took power, sort of denounced Stalin, sort of brought things back to more pure Leninism. The Tatars couldn't return to their homeland until 1991, after the fall of the Soviet Union. Uh, anyway, 14 million people went to the Gulag, independent, independent of this. Uh, 43% of the people who were deported uh, probably died. Uh, so that's anywhere from like three to nine million people, maybe. Mm. Estimates of the amount of people who died before World War II as a result of Stalin's uh, Stalin's reign range from six to twenty million people, which is a very a very big range. Mamma mia! <laughs> which brings us to World War II and the Molotov-Ribbentrop Pact that Stalin signed with Hitler, which was basically. It was revealed later, divided Eastern Europe up into German influence and Russian influence. And they're like, hey, let's not blow up our spots. Stalin, after signing the agreement, still pursued like a cl- he pursued involvement in the Axis powers up until the point where it became clear that Hitler was just going to invade Russia anyway. Yeah. So the Nazis invade and there are two like the battle that gets the most attention is the Battle of Stalingrad, uh, which is like maybe the costliest battle in human history. Yeah. Goes on for over six months, over two million casualties, uh, but the Russians uh, resist the Germans and they repel them. While that's going on, the siege of Leningrad is happening, 
which is lasts for over two years. And the military in the region is very weakened by purge after purge after purge. Uh, and a lot of the military is diverted to the south because Stalin wanted to protect Stalingrad and the oil fields to the south. Well, his name's in that one. Yeah, exactly. Of course. And like in in the siege of Leningrad over those two years, three to four and a half million people die, mostly of starvation. Uh, it's one of the most well-recorded instances of cannibalism uh, um, happening just because of the blockade. People yeah. were eating shoes, uh, but also people. After that point, the, the Russians... <laughs> no comment on the cannibalism. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, the shit gets dark. The Russians turn back, uh, turn back the force and they like have momentum. They capture Berlin uh, and ask the other allies if Russia can retain the territories ceded to them in the Molotov-Ribbentrop Pact by the Nazis. Also, there's a particular incident called the Katyn Massacre. And when I looked up the article on it on Wikipedia, the subheading said... This article is about the 1940 massacre of Polish officers. For the 1943 massacre of Belarusian civilians, see Katyn Massacre. Uh, so, shit was fucked. Mm. Uh, so, after the war, the Eastern Bloc forms, mostly through rigged elections and the arrest of political opponents. And Stalin is cultivating relationships with Chairman Mao and uh, Kim Il-sung in North Korea. Stalin even gives Kim Il-sung permission to engage in, like, the cross-border skirmishes that trigger the Korean War. Which brings us to um, the uh, something called the, uh, the, the jib jab. I forgot what it's called. It's a the jib jab. <laughs> it's a popular <laughs> greeting card service on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that Stalin created. Yeah. Whenever Stalin had someone purge, he sent his family a yeah. jib jab card out Just of Just to annoy them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, Stalin denounced a lot of doctors in the Soviet Union, saying they were part of a Jewish conspiracy to maybe murder him. Uh, And then on March 1st, 1953, Stalin is out at a dinner all night. Some members of his cabinet. All you can eat buffet. Fuck yeah. You know, hitting that golden corral, (laughs) which is a perfect metaphor for capitalism. But he comes home and he goes to bed and he never comes out of his room. Uh, And the guards posted in front of his door have been instructed not to bother him. So they don't let anyone know what happened until 10 o'clock the next day. Uh, the next evening, actually. And so doctors come in. Stalin's on the floor muttering to himself. Uh, and they say he's had a stroke. He shows symptoms of a stroke, but he also shows symptoms of bleeding elsewhere in his body that don't go along with the other uh, diagnoses. So there is some idea that someone slipped warfarin into his drink, which would have caused that. Oh, Classic. Russian yeah. uh, Russian classic, possibly poisoning? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> old, Russian, old Russian style, ragu poisoning. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know what that the means. old rope-a-dope. <laughs> uh, and that is the story of Joseph Stalin, a rags to riches tale. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, it's very sad. Anyway, Mitch, you've got the alternate history. Yeah, well, I mean, to understand Stalin. I do like the idea of you don't see a lot of stories that are subtitled a rags to riches tale. And then the tagline is, it's really sad. (laughs) 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 To really understand Stalin, you got to understand he was from Georgia originally. uh, Then he moved to the the big city, Russia City, uh, Russia City, Russia Russia city. <laughs> uh, you know it didn't really have a name. But yeah, it was he, just called City. He was there, and he started going to school, and uh, he was so good at playing uh, ice 
figure skating that uh, <laughs> Stalin actually got his name up on the water tower there, and they ended up just calling the town Stalingrad. So mm. uh, because he graduated, because he graduated. <laughs> <laughs> but he went on to like a college school and um, <laughs> a college school. A college school. <laughs> Things in Russia have really generic names. Yes, yes college school, uh, supermarket, Eat food slop, please. <laughs> <laughs> train holding place <laughs> but so pretty much after they you know he's getting ready to graduate uh you know they've named the town stalingrad uh but so he's in high school pretty much until uh a new kid in town moves in a little kid by the name of adolf and Ooh. yeah so not uh, a very popular child Children's name. No. After a certain point. No. Yeah, at really. that time, though, I think it was actually relatively yeah. popular. <laughs> yeah, dude. It was, it was like the Mackenzie of today. <laughs> yeah, totally. But, I mean, everyone's mystified by this new guy and his trendy mustache that he's carrying. Uh, all the, all the, yeah. All the Hollywood stars are having this mustache, and now this guy does. He's mysterious. Um, so, but basically, Stal- all of the Hollywood stars, <laughs> Stalin, Charlie Chaplin, and others, <laughs> um, uh, Rita <laughs> Hayward, <laughs> Carla Gugino. Yeah. So they got this little toothbrush mustache, and uh, you know, basically, Stalin's the most popular kid in the school. Mm-hmm. But Adolf shows up, and he's kind of mysterious, and people are just trying to like, you know, hang out with this guy just because they mm-hmm. know. Yeah, he's foreign. He's foreign. Yeah, he's, he's got like, a cool mustache. He's like, yeah. The criteria any any high, any college kid used for judging would be cool to hang out with. He's a stressed artist. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but basically, uh, there was Stalin in in his like group of friends, and uh, Lenin was there, and. Gretchen Wieners was there. <laughs> yeah. One day, uh, the old Gretchen Wieners. <laughs> uh, one day, uh, Hitler tried to uh, Adolf. Uh, <laughs> oh, I spoiled, Don't spill the, I spoiled the ending. <laughs> this was a real guessing game. Adolf Coors went to <laughs> school in Russia. <laughs> one day at lunch, uh, you know, Adolf tried to sit at the table with these guys, and uh, he was told they couldn't sit with him. Uh, so he decided to take it upon himself. And it's better to have some Mean Girls references in it. <laughs> That's where I'm going. Oh, yes. Not to, I can edit that part out for spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. It's okay. It's a very half-baked idea. <laughs> I don't know, but Stalin, eventually, you know, he's he's kind of like works the audio-visual. He's in the... He's, he's breaking ground with his Photoshop uh, mm-hmm. game, you know, He's like photoshopping people's school pictures so that they look better. Uh, like well fed. Yeah, well fed. <laughs> then, uh, then one day he, uh, you know, Lennon uh, moves away. You know, goes to goes to college. Uh, and by that I mean uh, in a big glass box where <laughs> his body does not decompose. <laughs> that that was college in Russia back in the day. You had to be very privileged to go to <laughs> Russian college. Keep going. I'm <laughs> You really like that. <laughs> well, because I'm in college right now and I can identify with it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 
College is basically a glass box where you can see the outside world, but slowly suffocate. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but, so he's getting popular. He's, you know, he's trying to get everyone on a, a, a wellness plan. He tries to cut out all the rich Russian foods that everyone... <laughs> like food. Like yeah. food. <laughs> uh, but... After all that, you know, he kind of feels empty inside. So, <laughs> as does everyone else because they haven't uh, eaten. Just as everyone else. Anyway, millions of people died. <laughs> millions of people died. But uh, Stalin was just too busy trying to soup up this uh, old race car that he got from his dad. <laughs> because after being an ice skating star, being the most popular kid at Russia High, and <laughs> couldn't he couldn't. You know, he couldn't ever get the love from his dad because he couldn't ever uh, restore that car to where it needed to be. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, eventually, um, you know, he's he's so in with his own shit that <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't care really about uh, his outside image. He kind of focuses on his own product project. Uh, but meanwhile, Adolf is becoming the most popular kid in Russia High. Uh, and so he, you know, he starts to become, you know, he starts to have more people gravitate towards him and Stalin gets jealous, tries to uh, set him up, plants drugs in his locker. Um, (laughs) I don't know where this is going. (laughs) Eventually it comes time for the big dance. (laughs) Oh, we all know where this is going. I know. The big dance. World War Two. Big dance. Uh, World War Two. America was there. Uh, after nineteen forty was there. FDR's Strangely not participating in the dance. In the dance. No. Uh couldn't do that. He would he had too good of moves. He was a good too good at break dancing. People would know that he was uh from the future. <laughs> but so Stalin knew that he, this was his one chance that he had to uh, he had to win King of of Homecoming. Of the, <laughs> That's what they called it in Russia. Homecoming. King of, of homecoming. homecoming. Yeah, yeah. In Soviet Russia, something, something. <laughs> Dude, great. Yeah, he's there in his very rough uh, formal dress wear. Um, meanwhile, Adolf had the nicest. Uh, what was it? Who Louis Vuitton? Who, Hugo Boss. Hugo Boss, yes. <laughs> Hugo Boss. You know, just some spoiled rich kid where the currency was just still strong. <laughs> Came down for the big dance. And uh, everyone was just expecting that uh, it was it was up between Adolf and Stalin, who was going to be homecoming king. And uh, Stalin actually ended up winning. Oh, okay. I thought there'd be more tension in there. <laughs> there was. Yeah. There was. I mean, and as so as he was accepting his crown and uh, his, his tiara, his tiara, oh, beautiful tiara. Yeah, uh, this, unbeknownst to him, Adolf just put yeah, a, uh-huh. he dumped a whole yeah. bucket of pig's blood on him. Started Mean Girls, went a little Ferris Bueller. Then I think we got we got to we got to where we were going next. Carrie, yep. <laughs> Uh, those movies are all parables for, you know, the Russian Revolution all the way up through World War II. Yep. Especially the John Travolta parts. Well, yeah, Carrie makes sense because someone gets a bunch of red on them and then a bunch of people die. <laughs> that uh, is, yeah. Look at the clues. Look at the clues. Follow the money. <laughs> and, of course, Sissy Spacek was at the Nuremberg Trials. <laughs> 
<laughs> but, you know, so Stalin uh, decides to calm down, maybe settle down. Have a Wait, few, this is not what happened to Carrie. <laughs> have a few strokes. Uh, <laughs> you know, I've had a good run. I've, uh, I've been to college. What do you want to do after college? I have some strokes, have I some, guess. Some uh, cerebral damage. <laughs> I don't know, maybe travel a little bit through Eastern Europe. <laughs> Eastern Europe. Uh, there was long winters, uh, very, very uh, turbulent times for mm-hmm. a young man. But that all changed when uh, he invented the yo-yo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the first so man. Did we just jump right into like Hudsucker proxy? Is that where we're going now? <laughs> It's a tour of American cinema classics. <laughs> Stalin. We hardly knew you. He picked up the Leonard Malton guy, flipped to like six different pages. He was like, all right, that's this part. Anyway, that's when Harry met the Hendersons. <laughs> and then Sally immediately thereafter. What about Bob? What about that's what they used to call it in uh, in Stalingrad. <laughs> call what? <laughs> I don't know. Eventually, st- they used to, because he had a brother named Bobby who disappeared after a party. Yeah. yeah. Hey, what about Bob? No questions about Bob. No questions. No one will ever ask questions about Bob. Never again. But basically, Russian accent. You know, he's getting older. He realizes he's not getting any younger, so he settles down. <laughs> Has a few strokes. Uh, takes over his dad's tank dealership in uh, Eastern Stalingrad, and uh, rides out the rest of his days as a uh, war criminal slash <laughs> tank dealer. Slash tank dealer. Running his family business. Running his family business. Running it of into course, the ground. Of course, his dad Willie Loman. Uh- yeah. <laughs> His dad uh, was a very unsuccessful shoe traveling shoe salesman. Yeah, then he spends the rest of his days fighting for the Glengarry Leeds. <laughs> uh, Zach, judgment falls to you this episode. Okay, so while I appreciate your pick a movie, think of a movie on the spot and then adapt the story to that movie. And then at one point, Stalin's dad walked in while he was fucking a pie. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. If you've ever read a, an inner city textbook, you know what? <laughs> I want to. Mainly, I'm concerned about adapt, adapting this alternate history to future stories that will probably include a lot of the people and things that happened in the story, such as anything about Nazi Germany or Adolf Hitler or FTR going to school in Russia. I do kind of want to keep the part about him fucking a pie. <laughs> Can I do a selective acceptance? Oh, man. Can I just miss the point completely? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's absolutely fine. It's just in future, if I accept your story, it has to become canonically true. Oh. And we have to tailor our stories around it. And I feel like it's a big, I, big I'm, ask. There is no proof that Stalin didn't fuck a pie, so... Yeah, yeah, he, he had brought, that pie killed. Yeah, as soon as he got done. Well, I, I mean, I've, I've, I haven't seen pictures of his of his second wife. Maybe she was just a pie. Maybe <laughs> she was, but he had her Photoshop to look yeah. like a person, <laughs> just like still with a pie face, but just like wearing a long dress. Yeah, I feel like just because, in part, because Stalin is such a big part of 20th century history that he's almost impossible to extricate from the things around him. Mm. I almost feel like I have to go with the real history just to keep myself sane when I write future 
like real history. Does that have right. some sort of sanity? Yeah, like a baseline. History of... is stranger than fiction, though. Mm. Yeah, just like that movie I mean, Stranger Than when Stalin thought he was when... hearing voices. Yeah, it turns out he was just in a book that <laughs> Hitler was writing. Uh, uh, I've never seen that movie. Um, but listeners, before we go, um, as always, you can support the show over on Patreon.com. Uh, where we have a bunch of different reward options, including the Jeff Tice Design t-shirts. Also, you can go to our Facebook page, our Twitter page, our Instagram page, and our website if you want to ask us a question, leave us a comment, uh, or just see what's going on. Um, I don't know why I said it like that. Just see what's going on. Hey, hey, hey over here. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to talk like that. For the re- <laughs> Shut it down. Yeah, uh, this has been a lot of sound effects, heavy episode kind of. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Here come the hammer. Cellophane. Cellophane. Fire noise. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Rocket ship. Bones. Uh, Starring David Boreal. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and Emily Deschanel. Also, review this podcast on iTunes. Wait, em- Emily Deschanel? Oh, yes. not Zoe Deschanel, but Emily. I think she's the titular bones. The titular? Titular. 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 To the tune of the bridal march. Um, re- you can review and rate this podcast on iTunes. It's very helpful if you write a review yes. using words and letters. Yes, yeah. indeed. Don't just um, five star it and run. Yeah. Don't cut and run. No. Uh, See st- it through to the end. Stay the course. Don't change horses midstream. Listen, Stalin would try to suppress you if you wrote a review of this show. Stick it to Stalin. <laughs> and stick write our, a review. And that's a, our stick it to Stalin campaign. Hashtag yeah. stick it to Stalin. Yeah. Mm. Um, didn't mean to sex that up. Um, <laughs> yeah. Stick it to Stalin. Mitch, before we go. <laughs> You, as I mentioned before, you co-host Broadcast Geeks. I have what I don't know what sex sounds like. But bro- if you want to talk about Broadcast Geeks for a minute, uh, yeah, it's uh, we do a weekly podcast. It is um, it's all about superheroes and comic books and popular culture stuff, sci-fi. Um, we just give a rundown. Usually we focus on the CW superhero shows. So Flash, mm-hmm. Arrows, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl. Uh, but we talk about movies. We talk about Marvel. We talk about DC. Talk about Star Wars and Star Trek. And I believe we have the most hosts in, in of any of podcast in Denver. But no Doctor Who. We, <laughs> we, we need someone to come talk about Doctor Who. So if you ever want to come talk about Doctor Who, or you just want to come on in, in general, just let me know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm happy to have you guys. Yeah, um, for sure. I mean, yeah. we could I could edit this part out, but we could talk about that all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, uh, so you can follow that podcast on Twitter, bro- at Broadcast Geeks. We also have a Facebook page. Um, we do not have a website, but we have a Tumblr. I don't know what Tumblr is, but uh, it's it's been set up. Yeah, it's a, it's a, the, the rock Tumblr. Yes, dealer uh, rock polish. We have a rock polisher. <laughs> you can check out on one of those webcams that they have on the yes. Eagle Nest. Okay. Um, and then you can also follow on Instagram uh, at broadcast underscore geeks because fuck that other account that did not that uh, squatting on our, our mm. name rights and we brought it back to sexy uh-huh. yeah mm. but uh, yeah we have 
We have a new episode every week. You can find it on Podbean or Twitter or sexbotcomedy.com if awesome. you'd like. Also, you are going to be one of the comics performing at this year's Crom Comedy Festival, the last Crom Comedy Festival. Last ever. Uh, you're at the. You're going to be at the Denver edition. I will. Uh, May 19th and, or 20th. I don't know. We don't know the lineup yet. I don't yet. know the lineup just yet. So your guess is as good as mine. But so listeners, don't go. If you're in Omaha or Toronto, don't go to those Crom Fests looking for Mitch. Because uh, he they will won't. not be there. It's <laughs> all right. I don't think uh, anyone knows of my existence in those. I don't know. Maybe they have some sort of. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, Maybe they listen to all of Omaha groups. is waiting for you with a giant cake, just <laughs> for a surprise. There's giant cakes. Uh, there's just a ghost of you where you were sitting. Yeah, there's just a ch- like a smoke outline. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Zach, do you have anything to plug? Uh, the last episode of Stage of Fools should still be coming out. It got slightly delayed, so uh, you can Yay. listen to that and the whole backlog soon on any podcast service. Awesome. Nice. Um, as for me, uh, Nighttime Tonight, our live late night show, third Thursday of every month. The next one is coming up on 420, um, which will be fun. Hey, speaking of old, Addie Hitler. <laughs> oh. <laughs> old Addie Hitler. Addie. Um, I will also, I'll be at the Comedy Works in downtown Denver uh, this Tuesday, March 28th at 8, and April 5th, uh, also probably at 8 for the Funny Final Four, uh, and also uh, March 28th this Tuesday, I will be at the Voodoo Comedy Playhouse for Target Practice, a... What's uh, that? It's a all crowd work show, which promises to be harrowing. Oh, for that me. sounds terrifying. Yeah. Um, so that starts at 10. So comedy works at 8, voodoo at 10. But I think that will almost do it for this podcast. Uh, but Zach, you are moving to Chicago uh, in the next couple days. Yeah, that's correct. Um, yes. And you will, of course, you'll still be... We'll be Skyping you in or doing Google Hangouts to get you on the show for a co-host role, but I want to take this chance while we're just sitting in person to say congratulations. Uh, I hope you have a great move. Have a great trip. And uh, I'll see you in a couple of weeks when it's time to record again. Uh, yeah, thank you very much. Uh, we'll work out all those technical logistics in due time. Right now, I am incredibly busy. Yes, of course. Uh, for everyone here at The Revisionists, I'm Brian Flynn. I'm Zach Powers. And I've been Mitch Jones. Have a good time. <laughs> <laughs>